Hi, everybody. Welcome to another version of the Bruce Singer Podcast. I'm Bruce Singer, your host. And just a bit about the podcast. Uh, our, our motto, it's all about great content, great guests, and great learnings, uh, inspiration, motivation, and just 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 really good stuff. And focusing, again, on the, on the food and beverage industry. Uh, today's no exception. We have an amazing couple, amazing guests. And I just want to share a bit about, again, a bit about myself is I'm also CEO and founder of Canada CFOs, which provides fractional and part-time CFOs to companies. Very passionate about food, uh, food and beverage, and making a difference in our food ecosystem. And again, today, incredible guests. I'm going to introduce uh, our guest is Mickey and Jared Farrell. They're the co-founders of Crafty Ramen. And by the way, I'm a huge fan. I uh, just share, I saw them at an, an event and I've been having their ramen, their ramen as has become a staple in my home. And my favorite is the chicken. So it's okay to say that. <laughs> I love the chicken. The product is is awesome. And uh, they're awesome people. And they got a great team and they're growing like crazy. And welcome to the show. Thanks, Thank Chris. Thank you so much. More. So I want to talk. I want to talk first, uh, just a, so a bit about a bit about a bit about each of you. Uh, Jared, uh, for Jared was mentored and inspired. He worked in the in the grocery, both in the Gordon Ramsay world, okay. And I hope I get this right. And Alan Ducos, okay, Ducast, Ducast. Yeah, Thank yeah. you so much. Working for them, that's where he got some mentorship and advising, and that came from working in Japan. Uh, he also had a, he also worked at the Fat Duck. At one time, was the best restaurant for three years. Was the best restaurant in the world. Yeah, I was only there for a stage, but yeah, that's cool. That's cool. But all these things inspired part of your journey, right? They all inspired yeah. you. And Absolutely. best restaurant in the world. And that was out of England, and he worked in Tokyo for Rio Gen in Tokyo. Yeah. Uh, he's a Red Seal chef. It's just an incredible list of accomplishments. They they both been on Dragons Den. They'll talk about that. Uh, they actually were successful in Dragons Den, which I think is awesome, and. Uh, and Crafty Ramen is one of the fastest growing companies in Canada as per the as per the Global Mail, which is congratulations. And Thank Mickey, you. Mickey's very interesting. Uh, Mickey's born in Japan, uh, actually an electrician by trade, which I find really cool. Uh, High really, voltage electrician too. Yes. He's dealing with big, big power cords. Yeah, hydro, big power cords. And eventually, but working, she told me, she'll share, but she worked very hard. And uh, eventually... Her lover, her it's interesting how her love and passion of food took over her career, and she'll share that. And yeah. uh, and she moved to Vancouver to study English. She met Jared in Vancouver, which is really, really cool. And eventually they became a couple. They have a they have a, a daughter, right? Yep. And I think it's awesome. And they're gonna share their story about how they got into this. So welcome, and you're incredible. I love you guys. And okay, so let's start, let's start, let's start the podcast. Can I give a brief brief intro there? Share share your story uh, from early on and how we got to this stage at, at Crafty Ram because it is one heck of an inspiring story. Why don't you start, Mickey? Okay. So, yeah, like Bruce said, I, I'm a Japanese. And it's when I was grade five, I started showing interest in like Western culture and English. But somehow I became an electrician. And <laughs> when I was like a mid 20s, I really got the very respon high responsibility kind of position. And that really kept me working. Like I worked from 8.40 a.m. And then earliest I could finish 
what's 9 p.m. Usually stay like a 10 or 11 p.m. Sometimes really just to stay at the company overnight thing. Yeah, and typical then, Japanese work day, yeah. Yes. <laughs> then I did that. <laughs> yeah, that like after three months of that life, I just like, I started forgetting a lot of the things and I, I kind of needed to stop my workload. Then started thinking about what I want to do kind of in my life. You know, I was already in mid-20s thinking about, you know, my kind of life career path. And I wasn't happy. So then I was always interested in those Western cultures. And, you know, one day I wanted to live abroad. So then just the kind of, okay, then let's do it. Then I went to Vancouver with working holiday visa. And within one month, I met Jared where like there is a place that uh, run by Japanese person and then like a Canadians teaching English, then on the return, they get the free Japanese lesson by student. So then we both um, like, you know, we both love food and we hit it along well. Then we started dating and then yeah, after a year and a half, we moved to Tokyo together. Then kind of, yes, got married. Yeah. 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 yeah so then, yeah, I was, yeah, so I, I was, um, I've been a chef since I was 16. I started working in my first restaurant um, and it was years later that I moved to Vancouver and, and started my official training as a Red Seal chef there. So it was at the end of that training that I met Mickey because I decided that I wanted to go live in Japan and did that language exchange that she talked about. Um, on the way there, I, I worked on a cruise ship in order to save up money. I met, I rejoined Mickey in Japan. Um, and then we, we shortly after we got there, we got married because, um, we just knew that we wanted to be together and we, we weren't going to be able to, if we didn't, we weren't married because of our different nationalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I got a job when I first got there at working for Alan Cass. Um, I worked there for a while and then I moved over and worked for Gordon Ramsay. Um, and then finally I worked for an Australian chef named Luke Mangan. Um, those are all like Michelin starred gourmet sort of great high end, um, European foods. Mm-hmm. Um, I fell in love with ramen while I was there because all my buddies that were all my cook friends were, we were, ramen was sort of getting its resurgence. Um, really at, at that time, this was like 2006. Um, so I was over there and, and, and all my buddies would like drop pins, like with the first iPhones that we, they would drop a pin and we like, there's a really cool ramen shop here. And then on the my days off, I would go and follow that pin and, and check out the, this cool little new ramen shop wow. and that. Wow. So I learned about ramen and, and just that was just sort of my way of exploring Japan and Tokyo. Um, it was a lot of fun. Um, and this, it's so interesting because there's so many different styles and learning about the different styles and different chefs. And it was just a very creative time for ramen then. It, it still is still happening, but it really was a big thing right at that time. So um, did that. Um, we were there for three and a half years. Um after about a couple of years there working, we decided um, we wanted to be entrepreneurs. I think we've both always had sort of an entrepreneurial spirit. Um, so what we did is we went out and bought ourselves an old 67 VW camper. It was beautiful, split screen. <laughs> and, and we had the back of it converted into um, a catering van. Um, wow. And then we were going to start um, like a Philly cheesesteak um, catering van around Tokyo at the time. So we were all set to do that. We had the van. We just needed some operating capital. Um, I was offered a position on a cruise ship, um, which I took in order to to raise that capital. To then the idea was I'd do that for six, six months, come back with some cash, and we'd get started. Well, that turned into being offered a job as a private chef on a yacht, um, which was the money and the opportunity was just too good to pass up. So I took that. Mickey shortly after I joined the boat, Mickey joined with me. 
Um, and we spent about another three, three and a half years just cruising the world. Um, she was the head stewardess, wow. I was a private chef. Um, we were making really good money at the time. Um, we were doing that. It was, it was a lot of fun, but we always knew that one day we wanted to settle down and put down some roots. Um, so we started uh, about a year and a half, I guess, into it. We started to make a plan. And we one day we realized that, you know, we because of Mickey's heritage and, and, and my love of ramen and, and my culinary background um, and that we wanted to open a ramen shop. And being that I had friends and, and family um, that had settled in, in, in Guelph um, like 20 years ago, my dad had moved there and settled there. Um, that was the natural place for us to to set like put roots down. Um, so we hatched a plan and for the next two years on the boat, as we moved from Mexico all up the West coast of Canada, uh, um, North America, across all the way to Australia, we literally ate at every single ramen shop that we could find. Um, <laughs> hundreds of bowls of ramen. like ramen experts now. <laughs> we, we just, we just, we just, yeah, we cool. did, we did like That's an MBA so cool. in ramen and, and ate and, and, and documented it all and, and did, uh, we were like, check every restaurant. Every time we, we saw something that we liked in a restaurant, we would take pictures and make notes and stuff like that, all plotting this this time for when we got off the boat to, to open up the first shop in Guelph. That's unbelievable. And I guess as consumers, we get the benefit of enjoying your product today. You know what I mean? <laughs> well, I hope so. Because <laughs> you, you, know? you took all the best practices, all these all these learnings. Wow, good for you. Yeah. That's incredible. So so okay. So you opened up this, you opened up a retail ramen shop in, in guelph yeah and, no, and so what what's happened since that walk us through including the journey on dragon's den because there's a lot of stuff that happened from between there and from today like you're you're a yeah. very successful company like did you ever imagine when you were at this would evolve that's a whole other story it evolve you know like you know when you start but very so walk us through that uh that period yes so originally we thought that we're gonna, you know, we're gonna sell hundreds of bowls of ramen and then Jared, me, and then one dishwasher. That was our plan. But when we opened and we had a big lineup around the corner. Then wow. since then we've been very just busy. Then the Khalil, the regular customer at the time, he you know, he became our strategic partner and we opened the kitchen allocation. That was just three months before COVID happened. Then we needed to find a way to make our kitchen busy. Then that's we came up with the ramen meal kits. And we started a very small, like locally. And we post on our Instagram, like, you know, 100 kits available. And within really just 10 minutes, it sold out. So- I think the, there was one time it literally wow. sold out within a minute of posting those kits. So we were like, wow, we're on to something. Well, yeah. Is that the same kits that I, I bought when I went to the store, the same? Or they yes and no. Yeah. The, 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 you know, Gen One of those kits um, is Gen what we were selling. Got you've got like Good. you've got like the third generation of those kits. I think. Yeah. <laughs> keep going. I love, I love this. Keep going. I'm inspired. Keep going. Yeah. So at the time it was fresh, and we could only really like local people pick up, right? But the other like customers, they, some live in Toronto, some Orangeville. It's really kind of all over Ontario, yeah. some London. And those people, we couldn't deliver to those people. They can't come and pick it up. So we started uh, expanding our those, like, uh, pick up a local delivery area to Ontario. Then to kind of, we had to move to Frozen to be able to kind of ship longer distance. Then we changed that. Then 
Well, that, and that opened up the door to grocery, mm-hmm. right? Because now once once we had a frozen product, I mean, it's it's not easy to get into the frozen section. But mm-hmm. the good thing about the frozen section is you've got longer fresh shelf life, right? Mm-hmm. You either need shelf stable or or frozen because the fresh ramen product it, it was it had two or three days on it by the time we got it to somebody, um, and it, it. You, can't, it. you can't yeah. you can't scale mm-hmm. uh, in that timeline. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then we started doing a, a D two C, then that led us to receiving inquiry from a local like a grocery stores yeah and they really yeah they wanted to carry our products that's how the grocery side kind of started it's really bound by really organically yeah mm. yeah and then i mean that also led us to sort of to get some notice um and obviously at, at the time um the subscription model was 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 hot right um, and that's what sort of got us on to Dragon's Den, which was an amazing experience. Um, and we ended up getting a deal with Arlene that we're still working through. Um, we got two offers. We got another offer that was from um, Vince and, um, and Michelle, um, which was great people as well. But we, we took the Arlene deal just for, because of her background, right? Like, Mar- like Venture Park is, is the things that she's accomplished so and the company that she's backed is, is incredible. Wow. Um, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, though, no, that was, you know, and um, that would they've really, really milestone for us um ourselves was that a well. game changer was that a game changer um well it definitely the, yeah the, i think it, i think it was a bit of a game changer for sure it, it definitely got us national recognition which mm-hmm. is great um and it's opened a lot of doors for us and yes. and um we're still riding that wave yeah. um so then we got into yeah we so that that got us in there um and now we've got a new product that that spurred us into because we've got into the grocery world We've um, and we've expanded. We we brought on a team member that's an expert in grocery, um, Adam Kennedy. He, he spent like eleven years at Nestle, um, selling frozen food for Nestle. So he's come on board and, and it helped us to develop this um, grocery product, which is our new heat meat, um, which is basically it's like a a, a bowl of ramen frozen in layers. Um, so you can just microwave it in seven minutes or stick it in a pot and it, it's ready to eat in seven minutes. So restaurant quality, the exact same quality as what you get a bowl that you get in a restaurant or the bowl or the kit, but it's super convenient. Um, and, and it's at a price point that makes sense. It's sort of like a $12.99 price point for the grocery store. Um, so we, we, he helped us develop that. And now we've launched that. Um, we've got national distribution with UNFI on that product, which is awesome. Congratulations. Um, he's also helped us to get our, thank you, sorry. Um, and he's also helped us get our um, our hot sauce and our chili oil um, which, and that have been customer favorites for a long time. We've now got those bottles and we've got those going into the Loblaws program. Um, we just found out about that yesterday. So that's awesome too. So that's a big push for us. Like going into the grocery world is is huge. Right, very complicated. And if we didn't have someone um, on our team like Adam that to help us through that, um, it wouldn't be possible. Right. Um, so we're we're super excited to have grown and 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 brought on people like experts in their fields um, to help us grow. Um, and and take so what's the up. secret? So you you were so you're evolving. You still got the restaurants, which is good. Yeah. Which is very exciting news coming up this week. Uh, yeah, yeah, we, we're opening, and literally yeah. next week is is grand opening here at yeah. our new location. Awesome, yeah. an Aussie dude. I'll be yeah. there. <laughs> I'm gonna be. I wouldn't miss it for the world. <laughs> okay, the uh, but you've also evolved now into a CPG company, a food yeah. CPG company, which well, is incredible. So you got b- both things going on now. And yeah. So what would you say? You know, we talk about easy as a pun. The recipe. What's your recipe for success in business? What do you attribute it to? 
good people, mm-hmm. teamwork, good people, getting the right people like on your crew um, as yeah. early as possible. Like I think that the first person that, you know, teaming up, me and Mickey teamed up all those like 16 years ago now. Um, and we did that. We, you know, she supported me while I, I went on, worked on cruise ships and then in, in, in moved to Japan. And then we, we, we worked on a boat together. So like for three and a half years, we literally lived on bunk beds in a, in a wow. cabin the size of a closet. Um, you know, that's a really challenging thing as a married couple. Um, and then started our first restaurant. Um, now we've got a five-year-old daughter, um, and balancing that work-life balance, understanding where to, you know, get, put your time, um, cause you've got to help support and develop your team. Um, you've also got to spend time in the restaurants. Um, there's the never ending inbox of emails, um, and communications that people are expecting from you. Um, and uh, so unless you, you, you can't continue to grow unless you bring on great people. Um, and we've been extremely lucky in, in finding the right people to add to our recipe if you will. Um, like Adam is one of them. Um, we've got a, a new re- regional restaurant manager um, that's helping us grow the restaurant side of things. Obviously Khalil coming on board with, with yeah. his experience, his business experience, his, his franchise experience, his restaurant experience has, has been game changer. Um, right. Like, you know, and, and there's, you know, bringing my brother on um, Vannon, who's um, our IT um, head of IT that it's just like, you wouldn't believe how complicated direct consumer um, is it, you know, like to, to manage that subscription model and the tech stack that's associated with that um, and, and keeping all that connected and working uh, is, is I could, there's right. not even not even a chance I could, I can't even understand half of it. Right. So if, if we hadn't brought in all these strategic people along the way and that we're constantly keep looking for it, I'm, I'm just, you know, I, I'm not doing them all justice because I could probably name about 20 people right now that are, that are vital to the growth of this business um Incredible. if we weren't bringing those people on and 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 had a, a culture that attracted those people to want to join our crew none of it would be possible that's uh thank you for sharing that that's awesome that's awesome and before we end the podcast um i want to talk about two a husband and wife team growing company you mentioned work-life balance i suspect there's challenges <laughs> yes any any learnings, anything you want to share about that learnings that come out of that? Because that is not, that is itself can be quite challenging. Uh, I don't, yeah. I mean, I guess um, um, patience and understanding, um, I think is, 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 is vital. I mean, communication is vital, but communication is not always easy. Um, so when communication isn't po- like good communication, isn't always possible um, being, patient, understanding, forgiving, I think, of each other um, is, is is vital. What do you think? It's still learning. Uh, but Absolutely. it's like, a, it's the interesting thing is like, we both worked on the yacht, right? And the baby, like a tiny space. I don't know how many square, but, I, but it's but like, yeah. it's like a, you have washroom, a yeah. bathroom, yeah. pretty much side. Wow. For three wow. and a half years. So then like we thought that when we're doing it, so we can do business together because we have this experience, right? But sometimes what I find is like, you know, now we are on the same boat of a crafty ramen, right? We are kind of, a, you know, keep moving to the same kind of a place, but sometimes we have a different opinion, you know? So that never mm. happened to us. 
when we were working on the boat because he was in the kitchen side and I was in the housekeeping side. And, you know, if something happened, we always kind of uh, sided yeah. together kind of thing. Mm -hmm. But sometimes those things doesn't happen when you are in the same business together. We both are thinking good for the business, but from a different perspective of view. And so, then... Yeah. So go on, go on, go on, yeah. Oh. Yeah, then when those things happen, it's very challenging. Comes to challenge is so we don't want to make our crew feel uh, like awkward, uncomfortable mm -hmm. because the two these people are fighting or this having a disagreement, mm -hmm. right? And also when we go home, we all live in the same house, so the balance of those kind of you know we are human. <laughs> <laughs> yes, can you can you turn off at night when you go? It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. Well, yeah, of course, right? Yeah, like when you have those, you know, when you have those couple more or those those conversations and stuff like that, you don't want to you don't want to bring that you don't want to bring business home too much and and have those in front of your you know in front of our daughter. We don't want to also have those like the difficult conversations necessarily in front of our crew because you know, it's difficult. And I think that to Mickey's point, like on the, on the boat, it, it was no stress, right? Yeah. Like we, we worked for a great couple that had this big, beautiful boat and we made their food and Mickey cleaned their, cleaned up after them and served them. And, you know, there was, there was crew drama occasionally, but that would only make me and Mickey bond closer together if there was crew drama, because we'd be like, we're tight. You guys can fight or, you know, whatever we've got each other. So it's supportive. Um, you don't do that. You can't do that in business. Business, like, you know, we're, we're, we have to have our own opinions. We all both have our own things to add to the business and to the conversation. Um, and we're, we're certainly not going to like band together against anybody, any of our other crew. Right. We don't, it's not like us against them. We're all in this together. Right. So of course, of course, yeah. figuring out how to balance that um, and the, like <clears throat> all the pressures we're under um, is it's always a challenge, right? Like we could have done it a lot easier. Like if we had just, we never opened a second restaurant and we just just kept the first one going and just ticked along um, through all through COVID and stuff like that. I mean, it, it would have been easy, pretty easy street, really. Um, but all the things that we've done and the new challenges we took on and then the additional new obstacles that were thrown in our way, like it's just been it's been an obstacle, one obstacle after another. At the same time as we we've challenged ourselves by like creating these new products and stuff, we were we got those challenges and then we seem to get additional obstacles and, and things course, going never ending. along the way. It, it doesn't end, right? It's never, uh, it's never, it's never ending. It's never yeah. ending, but and that's then, what you need. But that's what you need. I got to ask you a question. You mentioned before, before we end the podcast that you have, sometimes you have a difference of opinion. Of course. How do you eventually make a decision? Because the decision has to be made. How do you, how do you, if you're both have different opinions, how do you, how do you come to a decision? But it's not always just our decision to yeah, make. The, yeah, the majority. Okay, so you engage. Okay, I got it. I got it. Yeah, and it depends on like, I mean, I don't think that any company can truly be run by, it's not a democracy, yeah. right? It's a meritocracy. It has to be, right? Yeah. But, and and we believe in that. And then and Kaizen is a big important factor in who we are and what we do. But like that merit, that meaning that like, I'm not the right, I, my decision isn't final because I'm not necessarily the right guy to make a decision on IT, finance yeah, yeah. um or this or that or whatever the, 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 the it happens same, to be yeah same to me yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah so so we just we believe in and and you know our team and our crew and and we're there to make decisions together 
Um, it's not just me and Mickey yep. arguing over what's right or wrong. Because sometimes, like, you know, when it's come to personal or whatever, sometimes mm -hmm. I agree, disagree, right? Yeah. And then just, you know, maybe that at the time you disagree, but then maybe six months later, we both agreed or... I got it. I got yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. You know, this podcast has been very, very insightful. We can talk for hours, but you know my philosophy. I try to keep it a little over a little over 20 minutes, which is great. It was very inspiring, very insightful. I, you know, on behalf of myself and the audience, we wish you much success in the future. And before you go, I just want to share. We can share. There's a big thing coming up this week. At um, the trip, the podcast will be aired by then. But definitely, uh, I'm going to tell everybody, just go to their store in Ossington. You'll love it. It uh, doesn't matter whether it's before this is here, after this is here. Just get there. You'll be a fan. Their products are, their food is 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 by far superior. And it's fun. It's fun. And it's excellent. It's great. Tastes great. And what is the future? So is it open more restaurants? Keep going. What what can you share? Uh, no no trade secrets. Share a little bit into the future for Crafty Ramen. Uh, yeah. Our, our, our intention is to open up, hopefully start a, another, a fourth restaurant um, later this year. Um, and then we want to start working on um, getting some franchises out there too. Awesome. Um, so we want to continue to expand in grocery. Um, we want to, uh, you know, the big, hairy, audacious goal is to be the household name for ramen in North America. Good um, for you. Congratulations. And we're just going to keep working towards that. Good. Congrats on your journey. And everybody, have a wonderful day. Thank you for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much. It's great having you. And Appreciate everybody, it. we'll get you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. All right.